HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Talk, the only unified platform for reservations, takeout, and event management. Switch to Talk today to increase your revenue and reach 19 million loyal and engaged guests around the country. HRN has a brand new look, but we're sharing the same delicious stories. Invest in the future of food radio by becoming a monthly sustaining member at heritageradionetwork.org donate. Our show aims to assist new entrepreneurs find their way through the process of getting their hospitality business off the ground, hopefully with flying colors. One of those we haven't delved deeply into is coffee shops. New York City alone has just under 4,000 coffee shops and has been growing steadily over the last several years. And a fun fact, according to Wall Street Journal, only 129 closed during the pandemic. It's pretty good odds considering. So today we are joined by our friend, neighbor, and new business owner, Saul of Round K by Saul. While Saul is not new to coffee, he is newly in business with his first coffee shop in New York's Chinatown slash Lower East Side border. And in true entrepreneur fashion, Saul is wearing a million hats today. So he just informed us that he's scheduling conflict and he may have to hop off in case customers pop in um, since he's manning the show by himself. So just in case you guys hear an interruption, you'll know what's happening. Um we have all been there. So welcome to the show, okay. Saul. We're so happy to have you. Oh, thank you. And then I'm really sorry about that. Don't be sorry. We know how it goes. Yeah. I hang up on conference calls all the time when customers walk into the showroom. It's very yeah, real. Small yeah. business ownership. It's, it, it happens I, to us all. I, actually, I totally forgot that I need to go to the hospital tomorrow for my wife's checkup. Uh, and then I didn't give a schedule for like two other staffs for that. <laughs> and then uh-huh. I asked somebody to work tomorrow instead of today. So yeah, I'm. That's why I'm working alone right now. <laughs> that's how it goes. You're, well, you're, you're, you're forgiven because I think you're what one week in or two weeks in now. Oh uh, yeah, it's been just a week. One week. One week. Okay. Congratulations. Yeah, one week. Happy thank one you, week birthday. You. Tell us the concept behind your coffee shop and, and what makes Round K unique. Oh, the Round K started like uh, six, seven years ago and 99 Allen Street, Lower East Side. Um, uh, by that time, I wasn't the owner. Like uh, I was the manager of the cafe. And I've learned, I had learned a lot of things from my ex-owner like 
and he 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 has a lot of skills and then like he been he had he studied in Italy like cardinalry school in a cardinalry school and he can wash he can cook and yeah basically he he's also kind of a doing one man show at that time and in behind of the bar and I was a customer by that time and then I kind of uh, really interested getting to that kind of position you know like getting the customer really like friendly and then like giving them what they want and then make them happy like that's that's kind of uh, the concept that that our coffee shop like you know in New York, most of the people kind of uh, get stressed a lot from their work and other things. And we want to make a space that people in our neighborhood can like hang out and like talk, communicate with the people, like socializing and like they can come anytime and then like spend t- spending time with us, like talk with us, like making as a like a a playground for the people's friends yeah that was the our concept at the very beginning so we have a lot of uh friends not the customers so they keep supporting us like while during pandemic while i'm doing the pop-up shop on 45 orchard street yeah so yeah so tell us, so it sounds like, yeah, so your your goal is to create a community for not just customers, but for customers to become friends and have a place to hang out and enjoy all of your awesome yeah. creations, yeah. which is definitely felt when you come to your space. Um, and so you've had sort of an interesting journey because you took the space over, because you, you had Allen Street and then you guys did the pop-up during the pandemic. So tell us a little bit about that and then how you found your space that you're currently in. Oh, Actually, during uh, during pandemic, our contract on ninety nine Island Street was expired, like a uh, finished. So the ex owner wanted to like extended it, but of course, this pandemic situation, they like we want to negotiate the rent, but the landlord didn't want to like lower the price. So mm-hmm. we cannot keep the space. So for personally, for like five, six months, I didn't work at all. I just uh, stayed at home, like be safe with spending time with my family. And one day, like the, the reception bar, they kind of reached out us and then wanted to do some small pop-up together. So you know, like spending time for six months in just in a, in the house is a kind of a stress. So, <laughs> and also I miss my friend in Lower Side. So I thought that is a good opportunity to meet up people. Like by that time, the pandemic situation is getting a little better and better. So, so when you did the pop up at um, reception, was the plan always to open your own coffee shop afterwards, or were you? Just doing a pop-up to stay busy and, and get back to your neighborhood for oh, the interim. Uh, yeah, that's true. I was preparing opening my own cafe. So okay. 
the location, 45 Orchard Street, is not that far from the this location. So I kind of, it's good opportunity to meet more people in there and then let them know our coffee and food. And then like once I open my own space, then they could come back to my space. I think that would be awesome. So I think that's one of the start strategy or like for like before opening my own space. And I also like I met a lot of uh, good people at, in that location. And then they, I can see that they coming back to our uh, 78 Canal Street location. So now I'm meeting a lot of people now and people have been waiting. So they really like say thank you to me to open the cafe, which I really appreciate that. Yeah. That's amazing. When did you, um, when did you take the, the rent and, and tell us about how you found the space where you are now on Canal Street? Uh, actually the location, the owner of this building was uh, also our friend, one of the friends of the, our old location. The one on Allen Street or the one on Orchard? Yeah, the, the, the one on Allen Street. They wanted okay. us to open a coffee shop even before pandemic in their building. But by that time, we were happy with that location. So we didn't planning to do it, but things are happening. And then they kind of proposed to us really good like rent and everything. And yeah, that's why we settled down this space. And then, yeah. So, so tell us, it's really helpful for our listeners to hear that because a lot of times there's a, a good landlord is hard to come by. We, we say, and a lot of like the lessons learned from this show is that landlord is often your, your business partner in a way, because hospitality businesses are so tied to the space. So tell us a little bit about what kind of deal you were able to get and did they help you with build out and, and how all that went down? Oh, uh, I- I get the contract last November and wow. I finished my construction like of course a week uh, like two weeks ago which is more than six months half a year wow. they have been waiting me to open and they didn't ask me to get the collect the money they just keep patient and wait and yeah I really appreciate that they've never like they never forced me to like uh, saying oh you need to pay the rent or yeah they even though on the contract they said that they will give two months three months two two months free rent but actually they give me more than six months free rent <laughs> and then uh, yeah I didn't expect it this take this long but they understand the situation because of the pandemic and I'm not sure you know, but the, most of the material, especially like flywood, the price of it is goes like t- double or triple. Mm-hmm. It's like, so I need to pay a lot of things. How do you change your, your plan based on, on plywood doubling? <laughs> do you use less wood? Do you find other materials that are, you know, that haven't gone up because of supply chain or... 
I haven't any, changed anything, but like you just spend more money. Yeah, I just spend more money. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. uh, everything is already like set up, you know, like the design and the people are already starting working. And then by that time, if I change the plan, then I need to like wait more than like I I don't know how many months I need to wait more. So I cannot change. Things by that time, to be honestly. Right. What do you feel like slowed you down? You said you expected it to be two or three months to fill out. What What do you feel like made it take six months? Was it just the supply chain of getting the materials, or was there other other factors? Oh, uh, actually, one one incident happened. Uh, I to save money, I wanted to design uh, like interior design hire our interior design like some really good person but if right. I, I use the contractor which she are like connected with they're more expensive than usual so i cannot like like pay those amount so i find out another one to do actual job Another contractor, I mean. So you guys switch contractors in the middle of the project, yeah, basically? Yeah, so uh, I almost hired one contractor, and they said uh, they, they are going to do the job, but all of a sudden they changed their mind, and they, they kind of made an excuse that the pandemic situation is going worse, so they don't want to come down to Manhattan. So they said uh, they cannot do work. So I need to find out another contractors. <laughs> so oh my god! Yeah, I, I yeah I've been waiting that like a month, and then I spent another month for finding another one, <laughs> the new one. So I spent time like that. Luckily, also I found the the contractor who is my friend from. Round K, and I didn't know he did. He does those kind of job. Actually, he's uh, David, who was who is doing the Hester Street Fair. Okay. Yeah. So once uh, while I'm doing the pop up, uh, he just passing by, and then I kind of once we have a chat, and I said to him, I'm looking for a contractor, and then he said. I'm the contractor, <laughs> so I seriously, and you're doing this job too, and uh, we kind of talk, and then yeah, everything was really nice with him, and his staff is nice, and then he his the price and everything was really nice too. So to be honestly, that's why I make this cafe, and then also I can like doing this everything right now right so speaking about design so the um your coffee shop has sort of a hidden back room tell us a little bit about your decision to have a a speakeasy and and how that's going and how you're anticipating your your liquor license coming through oh uh the first of all i get this concept because of our original location that I'm, I'm not sure you've been there. 
but it's really narrow and long. Right. So the old location also has some sort of a speakeasy vibe. It's not really different concept, the front and behind, but there was a curtain. So people didn't know that there is a back room or like seating area behind the curtain. And I kind of um, realized that people really like it. Like people, when people see things, oh, this is a coffee shop, just a little coffee shop with a bar and stools, that's it. But once they find it out that there's a more sitting in the behind of it, they really like it and enjoy the space. Not only just a coffee, also space itself. So I really want to do those kind of things too. But that uh, our 78 canal, the new location, is also really narrow and long. So I think that's the thing I need to do. And then uh, this time I'm, I'm thinking that this time I, I, I wanted to make it really seriously so that like I didn't, I switched the curtain to like sliding door so that people can really see that it's, oh, it's a different space. And then I will, I made a, the front part, the bar is really bright and white and the bedroom is really dark and like black or dark green color. So I now even it's been just a week, I could find out that people really like it. Like, and then also the, the, the reason why I designed the bedroom like this is I want to more concentrate on the speakeasy concept. Uh, so the, we are getting liquor license. Oh, and yeah. Actually, yesterday was our community board meeting and a lot of people kind of support the petition and we got good results. So we are getting beer and wine liquor license soon, maybe in three, four Congrats. months. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Good. That's a big deal. Yeah. So how will that change like your operating hours and um, you'll have, will you have to like staff it differently? Like what will you do to sort of flip it over from a coffee shop to this like cozy nook to have drinks as well? Um, right now we open at 7.30 and close at 7. But once we get the license, then we got to close the coffee shop at 4. And then having a like switching time for one hour and reopen at five or five thirty so that we can like create a different vibe. So uh, I put the light system like especially back room. I can dim dim down the light so that make it more dark and then I can put the some candles. Uh, actually, I just got some. Yeah, customers. we'll hold on. Why don't you go help your customers, and we'll we'll hang out here for you. We're excited to partner with Talk, the only unified platform for reservations, takeout, and event management. Talk is home to seven thousand restaurants, bars, wineries, and breweries, including Reverence, one of New York City's most exciting fine dining restaurants. Reverence is owned and operated by Chef Russell Jackson. His intimate chef's counter draws on his California roots, 
African-American expression, and Harlem storytelling. Chef Jackson has been with Talk since opening day to offer prepaid reservations at his chef's counter, in addition to beverage packages, extraordinary takeout during the pandemic, and special events. Chef Jackson says that he's proud to be on Talk's platform because it's, without a doubt, the smartest business decision he could have made. To learn more about how Talk powers reservations, events, and takeout, go to explorertalk.com slash join. That's explorertalk.com slash join. All right, so we're back with Saul, um, and we were just talking about flipping the business um, into into how it's going to be in the evening. So you were mentioning that you guys would close between four to five and then reopen. Mm-hmm. So we we so in a bag we change the uh, we put the light system like a dim can be dimmed down, and then I my wife making candle actually. So we are gonna put some candles on it so that candles. it makes create a like a more warm and soft vibe. And uh, luckily my landlord allowed me to use the backyard and even community were said uh, I can use the backyard for serving even though it's till ten PM. Oh that's great. That's that's yeah. longer than we had talked before. I think you were planning on closing it really early just to keep your neighbors happy, but yeah, so yeah, make a big yeah. difference, I think, for your for your evening bar crowd. Yeah, I don't want to make uh, trouble with uh, our neighbors or some tenant in my building. I don't want to create really like noise sound to them for their when they're having like relax. Of course. Yeah, so I'm that's now I'm trying to put some like some like tent on a. So that all it's even even though it's a like some sound cannot go upper, like yeah, I think I need to spend more money for it. But yeah, I think I have to for having like better situation, better like environment. Yeah, so. Always something to spend more money on. Um, all right, yeah. we're excited for you to be able to get your liquor license. So that'll happen in about two to three months. You'll open the in the evenings for, for drinks yeah. as well. Awesome. Well, we like to do a little lightning round on this show where we go through some quicker um, quicker, ans- quicker questions and answers. So Alex, you want to kick us off? Sure. The first one, Saul, so you do some pretty impressive latte art, which I think you can probably see on like one of the other Round K Instagram sites. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you did a portrait of our dog. It was very good. Pretty spectacular. Thank you. Do you have a favorite design that you like to create? Uh, actually, like my favorite is like bear or cats. Because okay. I like Rosetta or Heart, like those kind of tulip, those kind of design. Uh, people likes it, but like I can get more reactions. It's from those like cute animal face. So, <laughs> yeah. I prefer make, making those kind of uh, lot there. Do you draw it? And what do you do? You um, how do you? I just uh, make the like white part, like face part, with uh-huh. 
steamed milk, and then the other part, I'm just a draw it. Oh, it's impressive. Yeah. How did you learn how to do that? Uh, I learned it from all of them. I Like before I start working in Round K, I've never experienced in this field, like as a barrister or as a, like, in the hospitality field, I've never done it before, but I learned most of things from my expos, like Okyun, the founder of Wang K. So yeah, he's, yeah, I talked about him a little bit, but he's really talented and yeah, like sometimes I feel like he's mad scientist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, most the sick one of our signature drink, uh, matte black latte, it's just purely black coffee. I mean, not black coffee of in general. It, the color is just black, <laughs> but tastes really nice. It's not just for the taking photo or for Instagram. People really just want to drink it, but want to drink it, and coming back for that drink. So yeah, yeah. Right. it's not just a coloring. It's also like a good drink for make them wake up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I learned most of the those kind of skills and things from him. Awesome. Um. So tell us about your. We always like to ask this question. What is your best selling drink? Uh. Actually, the best selling drink is like iced coffee or iced latte. <laughs> Not but, the ube latte. I love the ube yeah. latte. Thank you. Thank you so much. But the ube latte uh, is like, purple. Yeah, those yeah. those are our signature drinks. People coming because of that kind of drink, but they find out that our coffee is good, our food is good. They're coming back for something else too. So what drink has the the highest profit margin on it? Is it just a black mm -hmm. coffee or is it? Uh, profit margin, I haven't really calculated that yet. <laughs> so, uh, but I think, uh, to be honest, like that black latte or ube drink, I think yeah. because of the ingredient, it's not really high margin. Like especially right. that black latte, all, all ingredient is like a vegetarian related things like oat milk or almond butter. Like we we don't use any like anything like cow milk or something like that. So that's right. the ingredient is pretty high the price. I mean, but like I think the margin wise like. Of course, the food is higher than coffee, and yeah, the regular drink coffee is also good thing for selling. And yeah, tell us the last one is what was your best business resource? What helps you the most in getting the business open? Is it a was there a a book, a website, a person like your mentor from around K, or was it um, is there something else? Oh, uh, as I said, uh, our friends who I've met in Round K, like even this space right now is I could create this because of the 
my friend from Round K. And then I could do the pop-up because of like the people who support our brand. They're, they're not just a customer. They're like more like a friend and they keep bringing pe other people back here. So I really appreciate about that. Cool. Well, it sounds like you might have some more customers coming in. Uh, no, it's no? Fred. Okay. <laughs> okay, good. Fred. He's normally cool. like, they, they kind of uh, understand the situation. They are <laughs> and wait. <laughs> we'll let you wrap up and um, we know where we can find you. But tell all our, our listeners where they can find you on Instagram, Saul. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a... Uh, we uh, our store located in seventy eight Canal Street, New York, Manhattan, and we have a Instagram. Uh, it's a round K underscore by underscore soul S O L. So yeah, you can find us from those. We are creating more things on Europe and. We are trying to deliver our coffee and food in other platform, but we are not yet prepared. So please cool. stay tuned. <laughs> well, congratulations. I'm looking forward to trying the, the bagel with Codro cream cheese, which is a, a unique oh. one, but I'll be back for that for sure. And, and congratulations yeah. again on getting open. And we look forward to hearing about your liquor license and your, your bar transition in the evenings. Um, if you want to follow, follow us, it's at We Are Opening Soon and at Taylor NYC. The door is shut. Thank you, Saul. <laughs> Thanks, Saul. Thank you. Thank you very much, Alex and Jenny. Opening Soon is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org, and connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You could also find us at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place, and we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the heart at the top right of our homepage. And thanks for listening.